All right. It is my distinct pleasure to be up here today to introduce our guest speaker, Reverend Kathy Sharmer. Reverend Kathy was raised in Christian science and spent 10 years in unity before joining Centers for Spiritual Living in 2001. This trifecta of spiritual beliefs has positioned her beautifully to finally fulfill her calling and become a minister with CSL. After resisting the calling for over 20 years, Kathy graduated from Holmes Institute in 2017 to become a licensed CSL minister. Reverend Kathy serves as one of two assistant ministers at CSL Peninsula in Redwood City, where she was one of the charter members that were with the center when it started in 2012. Reverend Kathy has designed and developed workshops, taught certificated classes, led fundraising efforts, and organized spiritual travel, to name a few of the activities she has been engaged with at CSL Peninsula. When she is not, that is, when she is not providing the Sunday message. Kathy is still active in the corporate world where she is employed with a global telecommunications company as a project manager and online instructor. Kathy likes to think of herself as a high-tech worker in a high with a high focus on spirituality. So if you were here last Sunday, we had Reverend, was it last Sunday? No, the Sunday before. Thank you. We had Reverend Carolyn Douglas, who is the senior minister at CSL Peninsula. And she so kindly suggested that we bring Kathy down here, Reverend Kathy. So it is my great pleasure to introduce Reverend Kathy Sharmer. Thank you, Bobby. I just had knee surgery, so I bring my walking stick with me. <laughs> so welcome, everyone. I am so honored to be in this place at this time, on this stage. You know, my husband and I got here early, so we're looking at some of the things that are out in your hallway. And what is it, 1952 is when this center came into existence. And to hear, I'm uh, talking with Connie, that Fenwick has spoken here. And just some of the greats that have been here before me, it just humbles me. I mean, I truly, I truly stand on the shoulders of the giants before me. So thank you so very much for honoring me today. Now, the month of October, I have been told, is a topic that CSL Monterey is celebrating, healing and forgiveness. So my talk, forgiveness heals you. Because forgiveness is not about looking and saying, you did me wrong and I'm better than you, so I now forgive you. That doesn't do anybody any good. Forgiveness needs to come from inside. And forgiveness is one of those topics that exists in just about every major religion out there. I did some research on Google for this talk, and some of the, the quotes that I came up with just moved me deeply. I mean, even starting with our very own global heart vision. We envision a world 
in which forgiveness, whether for errors, injustices, or debts, is the norm. Let's take that in. Forgiveness is the norm. Isn't that a beautiful vision? And that's the CSL heart, you know, global heart vision. Now, Buddhism has a well-known prayer for forgiveness. If I have harmed anyone in any way, either knowingly or unknowingly, through my own confusions, I ask their forgiveness. If anyone has harmed me in any way, either knowingly or unknowingly, through their own, or their own confusions, I forgive them. If there is a situation that I am not yet ready to forgive, I forgive myself for that. For all the ways that I harm myself, negate, doubt, belittle myself, judge or be unkind to myself through my own confusions, I forgive myself. Buddhism. The Quran, show forgiveness, speak for justice, <laughs> avoid the ignorant. <laughs> Our own Bible from the Christianity part, forgive them, Father, for they know not what they do. The Tao Te Ching always has a, um, a, a way of phrasing things that just makes you look deeper and think about it. So the first line from the Tao, someone must risk returning injury with kindness. Isn't that really what forgiveness is all about? It continues, if you do not, hostility will never return goodwill. So the wise give without expecting gratitude. Now, does anybody in the room was raised in the Jewish tradition? All right, then. So we are in between the two high holy days in the Jewish faith. And that is all about forgiveness. We had Rosh Hashanah on September 30th. This was the new year. This is where everything starts fresh. And we're coming up upon Yom Kippur on Wednesday. There's 10 days in between Rosh Hashanah and Yom Kippur, and this is known as the 10 days of redemption. This is a moment when the people who are practicing the Jewish faith take time to reflect. What has gone on over these past months? Where do I want to be going forward? And on Yom Kippur is a sacred, sacred day to reflect, to repent, and to start anew, the day of atonement, the day of at-one-ment. The Sabbath, which of course in the Jewish tradition is Friday, the Sabbath that occurs between these 10 days is called Shabbat Shuvah. Now of course there's only one Sabbath that can occur in a 10-day cycle. Shabbat Shuvah is the Sabbath of return. And isn't that what forgiveness is all about? Returning to one, returning to love, returning to the God within. And that's our CSL teachings right there. When we are one, when we are connected to who we really are, 
We're living a life of forgiveness. How can you hold anger and resentment and any of the negative emotions that breed unforgiveness when your heart is open and compassionate and forgiving all those around you? Ernest Holmes even looks at the whole forgiveness concept and speaks of it in Living the Science of Mind. We are all human beings. We have all made mistakes. We all carry an unconscious burden of guilt, and we all need a sense of being forgiven. One of the most revealing things in the science of mind is our need to feel that we are right with God, with life, and with each other. Page 400. Carrying the burden of unforgiveness is like carrying a great big suitcase filled with cast-off clothing. What are you going to do with it? It's just a weight that you're carrying with you. It doesn't serve your higher purpose. It doesn't help any of us become the true eternal person that we know ourselves to be. Carrying around unforgiveness is like drinking poison and wanting someone else to feel the pain. Doesn't work that way. I drink this cup of poison, and I'm sorry, there's only one person that is impacted by that drink, and it is not the other person. Now, forgiveness is hard. There are so many things that happen to each and every one of us in our lives, from individuals who have, from the Buddhist, through confusion, have hurt us. Seldom will any of us hurt us intentionally, but that's often what happens. And each and every person I suspect in this room has got a story of someone that hurt them. This is Guy that I know. I'll tell you a story about this guy. He was on the outside, looked to be just like normal, everyday guy. He had wife, three kids, lived in the suburbs, had a couple clubs he belonged to, and just looked to be relatively successful. He also was, as often is, a bit of a jerk. He would do things like pay the mortgage, forget to sign the check, forget which allowed him an extra week or so. When the bank saw it, sent it back to him, he then signed it, and now the money came out of his account. This is back, of course, in the days before online payment. He also had a very low regard for women. This is back in, like, 70s. He would go to the restaurant with all the kids in the family on Sunday after service, order up a breakfast, and pat the waitresses behind. His daughter found condoms in his travel bag, his daughter, his daughter. The guy was a jerk. I mean, the guy was an absolute jerk. He was also alcoholic. The neighborhood kids were not allowed to come to his house because he was too unpredictable as an alcoholic. The neighbors once threw a paper plate on the front yard that said, move, drunk. As you can imagine, this guy probably had a lot of people in his life that needed to forgive him, right? Now, how do I know about this man? He was my father. 
here was my father. Ouch. Ouch. That was probably the biggest effort of forgiveness that I have ever gone through in my life. I got at one point that I was trying to live my life to please this man who had so little regard for the people around him that caused him to do all of these unforgivable actions. And what it did for me, not really getting all of this stuff, right? We don't know. We don't know. So I'm dating all of these people who, huh, bad financial responsibility, oh, alcoholic, didn't respect women. Where did I learn this? And of course, family of origin. And it wasn't until my father tried to commit suicide. And I realized at that moment that I had been trying all my life to please someone who didn't even want to be in this plane of existence. What did that say about me? Again, drinking this poison. I'd been drinking it for years. I hadn't had a relationship last longer than a year. Six months normally before I ended it because I realized not it, not it, not it, not it. So I said, okay, let me stop this whole thing with relationships because I don't get it. I don't get it. And of course, I'm not really aware why. But in the work that I did, deep spiritual work, deep therapeutic work, I got that he did the best that he could. Now, I wanted more, and it was valid to want more. I didn't get it. Holding on to what I didn't get and not forgiving who he is as a divine creature, that didn't serve me. What serves me is to see God in everyone. Like our reading, we are all one. There is only one mind, one spirit, one source. And for me to get that, deeply, deeply get that, is what moved me into forgiveness of this guy who called himself my father. And when I did, I happened to meet very shortly afterward the man of my dreams who was sitting in the front row. And we've been married 17 years now. Me who had never had a relationship go longer than a year. Forgiveness heals me. Forgiveness heals each and every one of us because it's that forgiveness work that moves us beyond our ego, that moves us into something greater than we are. It's our consciousness that gets lifted when that forgiveness work is done. I've been reading lately a book by Eckhart Tolle called The New Earth, and in that book, he talks about how the ego is what keeps us grounded in a negative sense, where we're not lying, not, not as in grounding as in a, you know, I'm solid, but down low where we cannot raise up because our ego is very much an earth-based center. It does not have that higher consciousness that we as divine beings have. 
And it's our ego that comes into play whenever we're finding it difficult to forgive. The ego comes in and says, well, if you forgive them, they're going to do it again. If you forgive them, it means that you're not worth anything. If you forgive them, then, then, then. And the ego gained power by being able to look at others outside and not bringing things deep into the internal part of who we are, which is our divine center. Ernest Holmes talks about, in Living the Science of Mind, it is impossible for us to have a sense of being forgiven while we condemn others. It's an inside job. We've heard that time and time again. Eckhart Tolle looks at this whole ego element of the individual and recognizes that when we hear the word enemy, that's the ego talking. Somebody becomes an enemy when you personalize the unconsciousness that is the ego. Ego's not aware. There's not a conscious thing that said, oh, I think I'm going to gain some power today and be really upset and angry over this. We don't consciously do that. But if we take that step backwards, I have to make sure I don't fall down. <laughs> if we take that step backwards, we can see things a little bit clearer. Have you ever gone right up to a wall and tried to see a painting? It's a beautiful, beautiful mural you have on the wall. If you were within an inch of that, could you even see that there's a science of mind symbol? You wouldn't. You need to take a step back. You need to get perspective. And when we have perspective, it's when we start to see the divine in everyone, and in everything, and in every place. Forgiveness heals you. Eckhart Tolle talks about the way forgiveness shows up is through non-reaction. You stop and think about that. When I get triggered, I'm angry, my voice goes up, I gesture a lot, and I might slam a door or two. I am very, very reactive. When I don't react, I'm coming from my spiritual place. Eckhart Tolle says, non-reaction is not weakness, it is strength. Non-reaction is another word for forgiveness. So when you find yourself caught up in the world's events around us and reacting, think about that. Non-reaction is your strength. If I wanted to tell somebody something that would influence them to do things differently, are they going to hear me better when I'm in a loud, shouting, emotionally charged voice? Or when I come from love, when I come from the center of myself, the power within, that divine part of me? Eckhart Tolle continues that the moment we each become aware of the ego, it's no longer, strictly speaking, the ego. Because the ego is not aware. It's unconscious. So that awareness is shining a light that makes us say, hey, there's another choice. 
I can react positively. I don't have to engage. I can look at non-reaction as forgiveness and know that each and every person that I come in contact with is a part of the divine mind, is a part of love, is a part of me. Forgiveness happens naturally when you see that holding on to grievances has no purpose other than to strengthen the false sense of self, to keep the ego in place. You know, there's a story about holding on. In Africa, they often capture live monkeys that they then ship over to zoos. And this is an old story. Many of you may have already heard it. But the way they capture these monkeys is that they have a glass box. And in this glass box, it's a very, very tiny hole. And they put a banana inside the glass box. And there's holes so that the monkey can see it and can smell it. And they see the hole that's just big enough for their hand to go into. So they reach in this glass, glass, glass box, grab hold of the banana, and try to get their hand out this, this small little hole, which doesn't fit because they're holding on. Now, all these monkeys have to do is let it go. <laughs> Just let it go. And your hand is going to come right out of the cage and they would not be caught. But they don't. They hold on to what does not serve them until they lose their freedom. Forgiveness is letting go. Forgiveness is that ability to pull your hand out and to be the divine person that you know yourself to be. I mean, each and every one of us had those moments in life, why did I do that? And it's the ego. It just kind of got engaged. And now it's time to let it go. Now it's time to take that step backward and say, I'm done with that. I forgive myself. I forgive those around me. And it's not about trying to forgive, right? We make that mistake. I'm going to try to forgive you. <laughs> Give it up. <laughs> you know, you're not there. Trying isn't doing. Doing is doing. We just forgive. You know, my husband and I have a expression in our house that every single situation that comes into our lives is something that we can be thankful for, should we choose. Often we do, sometimes we don't. When we come back to who we really are, that's when we come back to that choice. And we look at the situation and say, okay, so here is an opportunity for growth. Now we've gotten silly with it and we call it an AFCO. This is another thrilling opportunity for growth, AFGO. And you can use whatever F word you're comfortable with. I like filling. So AFCO, can I learn from this? Can I grow from this? Can I forgive myself for this? Can I forgive others? You know, I woke up to who I really was when my father went through his experience with suicide and I grew to forgive everything that he did. He was doing the best he can. If he could have done better, he would have, right? All of us are that way. 
We do the best that we can. If we could do better, we would have. So today's that opportunity with us being in that middle of Rosh Hashanah and Yom Kippur, this time of redemption. Take a moment. What is it in your heart that you want to be at peace with, that you want atonement with, at one minute? Bringing spirit forward, being your highest self. Let us pray. There is one mind, one spirit, one source of everything in this world. Everything I see, everything I do not see. The love, the beauty, the joy is God. Each and every person that I come in contact with has the divine spark of God within them. This is what I see first. The true essence of namaste, the divine in me sees the divine in you. But that's where God exists, is deep inside me, deep inside each and every person in this world, whether they know it or not. I declare the truth for each and every person in this room that we know who we are. We are the light bearers of this world. We bring our consciousness up to the level of light, up to the level of forgiveness. And we put this love of self and love of others out into the world, which over time raises the consciousness of the entire world. We make a difference. Each and every one of us, when we forgive ourselves and others, we raise the consciousness of the world. I declare this truth to be the eternal truth for each and every person here, each and every person hearing this talk. We are divine. We do make a difference. And with gratitude in my heart for these words, for this lesson, for knowing who I really am, I give thanks. And I let go. And I let God. And I invite each and every one of you to help me anchor these words by saying with me, and so it is. Thank you.